passively begin to thank God. Graciously. Thank him. Open up your lips and thank him. You are not in the mortuary. You are in privilege to be in the sanctuary of the Lord. He deserves our praise and our worship. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you as individuals. We thank you as a church. We thank you for our families. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for who you are to us. We thank you for what you have been doing for us. We thank you for your great and exceedingly mighty promises that you have made over our lives. We thank you for the covenant you keep in our lives. We thank you that you are the covenant keeping God. We want to thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. We want to give you all the praise. We are who we are just by your grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We are who we are just by what you did for us on the cross of Calvary so many years ago. We thank you, Lord, for the blood that speaks over our lives. We thank you for the gift of life that out of our errors and our mistakes and our iniquities and sins, Lord, you still show us bowels of mercy and you forgive us our sins and you give us second chance. Lord, we give you the praise. We thank you for who you are to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap and take your seat. We resume our leaders factory or leaders meetings for the month of June. That will help our service and our lives as Christians as a whole. Today, I want to teach on a very important subject that will distinguish you in your generation and will distinguish you as a servant of God. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to others. Tell somebody, don't compare yourself to others. Oh, tell it to another person. Don't compare yourself to others. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number. It means that we dare not or we should not behave like the others. We dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they, they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. They comparing themselves by themselves and measuring themselves by themselves, they make themselves unwise. Hallelujah. To become a winner in life, to become a winner in life, you must know that you are unique, you are original, and you are irreplaceable. God created you and only you he created of your kind. If you have to win in life, you must know that you are unique. You are original. There is no other person like you in this world. When you go to US, Nigeria, Tokyo, Japan, there is nobody on the surface of the earth who is like you. You are unique. You are original. You are irreplaceable. You are, you cannot be duplicated. You are, God didn't duplicate you. They will, they won't go anywhere and find you like that. They will, nowhere. And it's amazing for you to know that your fingerprint is unique to you. If even you are a twin. Your fingerprint is only you that has it. God is trying to tell you something. You are unique. You are original. You are irreplaceable. And I'm, I, I've tried to imagine how God did it. Over 7 billion people, 
everybody's fingerprint. The design may look the same, but they are different. You are unique. God specially created you for a purpose. You were not created to be added to the number. We should not make ourselves of the number. We were not created to have more men. No. God created and formed and put you in your mother's womb and pushed you out because there was an assignment he has purposed for you to execute. Out of over 20 million spermatozoids that your father released into your mother, you are the one that survived because God wanted you to survive for a certain purpose. It is very dangerous to compare yourself to somebody. Very dangerous. Such comparisons almost always produce confusion. It is never productive for you to compare yourself with others. It's never productive. I, as a pastor, I never compare my church with anybody's church. I don't compare my ministry with anybody's ministry. I focus on my ministry to build it. It is dangerous for you to compare yourself. People are comparing themselves with people. So they enter into prostitution. They enter into armed robbery. They enter into 419. They enter into dubious means so that they can be like somebody. Amen. Amen. Comparison will cause you to lose your joy and your focus in life. Your joy and your focus. I, I mean, when, when I was preparing this message yesterday night, I, 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 I just had a picture of Messi and Ronaldo in mind. It just came to me. Messi and Ronaldo. It is no truth that Messi is the best. When you look all around, Messi is the best. He's gifted. He has won the ballon draw how many times? Five times. And if they, want, if they don't want to be biased, they will give it to him till he retires. Or he'll stop playing active football. And there is nothing Ronaldo can do about it. I like Ronaldo, but I know Messi is the best. But Ronaldo is giving meaning to his life. He's going beyond the field and impacting lives. He has entered into humanitarian things. He donated his bonus, 600,000 pounds to charity. When did we hear Messi do that? But if Ronaldo wanted to compete and compare himself with Messi, he might have lost the calling that God was calling him to become a blessing to charity. So, let mercy take his glory here. I'm also imparting charity here. So, anybody that will read the story, Ronaldo donates Champions League bonus, 600,000 pounds. It's no joke. 600,000 pounds. It's no joke. 600,000 pounds. 600,000 times four is two point what? Four million Ghana CD. Then you add the 10 zeros, the, the, the 10,000, then you understand what it means. Proper. He carries it and gives to charity because he's not comparing himself with somebody. When you compare yourself with somebody, you may never be happy in life because there are things in life, there are some blessings in life that you may eventually never get. All your prayer, 
all your fasting, all your giving, all your everything, you may never get them. Never. Never. You may never get it. So in the event that you don't get it at the time you wanted it, and you tend to compare yourself with somebody you started the race with, and even maybe you were in the race before he came, he enjoyed the very blessing you were wishing for. What do you think will happen to you? Meanwhile, there are other things God has also blessed you with. But because you are focusing on another person, you tend to blame God for your miseries. So he said, we comparing ourselves amongst ourselves and measuring ourselves among ourselves, we make ourselves foolish. We are not wise. I may marry, I got married very young. You may get married at the age of 45 or 40 or 39. Some people must wait for certain wives to die before they get husbands. And some people must wait for certain husbands to die before they get wives. But if you tend to compare yourself with your friend, oh, we all went to gay, we all went to tech, and when we finished, she got a job, and she got married, she was working in Ecobank, and she's working, and she's married, she has three children, I am 35, I have no child. God, you have been unfair. You go to hell. Comparing yourself among yourself, and measuring yourself, among yourself, you make yourself unwise. I don't measure myself with any pastor. I don't. I bring people to come and preach here, but I will never measure my impact against their impact. I will be wasting. I don't have that time. Because it is not man that is going to judge at the end of the day. It is God. So maybe they, God gave them a gallon or a, a barrel of oil to do ministry. And maybe me, God gave me a cup of oil. Do do you understand the thing? So God gave you a cup of oil, but you want to do what a barrel of oil is doing. You will fail. So at the end of the day, it is Jesus who is going to classify you. Whether you were good and faithful. Not great and famous. Good and faithful. That's why you must not compare yourself with others. No. Some, some, some women can get married and they'll be comparing their husbands with other men. Their friends' husbands. As for you, your family, why? Your father didn't leave anything for you. See, see, Sister Eunice, when she got married, their husband's father's house, they went to stay in. As for you, you've carried me to singing. We have been here for 10 years. Nothing is happening. Comparing themselves. And immediately, your love, your joy, and that scripture that will come up for your correction is that godliness with contentment is great gain. If you leave what I'm telling you, you will succeed without sweat. You, you, you will just be okay. <laughs> you will go by God's pace and not by man's pace. If you listen to this and not compare yourself with others, you will go by God's pace. And God's pace is no speed. It changes. 
So it is not like, hey, when I finish, I just got a job and I got a promotion and I got married and then the Lord has been good. So if God did not do all these things for you, is the Lord not still good? Jesus said, they say, oh, Jesus, you are good. He said, no, there is only one. So whether the weather changes, the weather doesn't change. Whether I drive a car or I don't drive a car, whether I'm married or I'm not married, whether I'm still waiting for a job or I've got the best of job, all I know is that my God is a good God. It means I'm not comparing myself with somebody else. As a church, I never try to compare ourselves with any other church. Never. Just because somebody's doing all night, I should do all night. No, I will sleep. Daddy has not spoken. So I will sleep. Just because somebody's going for evangelism every time, I will not do that. Scripture has already told us. That we should pray without season. And we should win souls. So if God has not said it, why do you do it? Because another church is doing, we have lost focus. So you may come and tell me, oh, pastor, can we do this? Can you do this? I'll let you talk all the I'll package it away because daddy has not spoken. If daddy has spoken 40 Fridays all night, even during anniversary, after anniversary Friday, we were still here because daddy spoke. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of one. You don't like the message, so you are not clapping well. This is hard truth. Some of you are dying because you are comparing yourself with other people. Just run your race. Run your race. Look on your race and do what? Don't focus on who is on your right or who is on your left. Don't focus. They asked Hussein Bolt, how do you manage to beat everybody in the race? He said, I try to beat the time, not anybody. Do you understand? So, as he's there, he knows the time, the, the, the current record holder used 8.33 seconds, something, something, something. So, he's focusing to beat that time, not to beat anybody on his left or his right, else he may reduce his glory. What if these people are going to finish at 11 minutes? So if he gets to 10 minutes, he has won the thing, but he has, re- he has not been able to achieve something that is greater. So he focuses to break the time of the current record. What are you focusing on? You want to outwit your friend? You, you want to be the, 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 the champion in your hometown or at home? You want to be the one the family will be calling? What is the size of your family? What is the content of your family? So why do you want to compete with family members? God has deeper waters for you. Focus on God. Focus on God. Don't focus on who is on your right or who is on your left. Don't focus. And that has been one of the secrets of my pastoring ministry. So many churches here. But I do the things that I want to do because daddy has said it. Whether somebody agrees with it or not. Whether, I don't care. Daddy spoke it. And we will do it. And it will work. Many pastors cannot be in my shoes. They can't sleep. They can't sleep. I remember when Pastor Blessing was alive. Of blessed memory. Exactly two years today he died. 
He was telling me that hey, my heart is stubborn. Where I did, so the old black I say, oh, they say he there's no church around him. Oh. The only one is by the road. Said that was when he's passing and he sees the cars. Hey, tell the guy come no castle. I say, master, relax. What haven't we seen before? Relax. Continue the work. You are international evangelist. The thing will work. If you are, when God spoke to the people, go and take the promised land. When they went, they went to measure the people by themselves. Measuring themselves among themselves. Measuring themselves by themselves. They measured the people and said, ah, we were like grass. Hey, Moses, you want to kill us? Joshua, why? You want to kill us? We are grasshoppers. The people are giants. Why didn't they compare them with their God? But because they were comparing themselves with others, they realized that they were grass. Look, if you are going to do the things you want to do by your strength and by what you have, you are going to fail. If we would depend on God, Trusting daily to take us to where we are going. Maybe the first day, I'm sure that the angels, when God came, thank you, Lord. When God came down and he saw that the earth was without form and void, the whole of heaven wanted God to live or create a being to control the affairs of the earth. But the first day, God did not create man. He started creating things that really didn't make sense because in natural fact, he didn't create anything in Genesis chapter 1. The only thing he created was man. That one is for another day. Between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 is thousands of years. A lot of things happened. So, light was not created in Genesis. There was just a revival. Between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, the devil fell. And when he fell, he when he came down on earth, there was a war unto the inhabitants of the earth. He came to destroy everything God created. So you see that in chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible said what? In the beginning, God created what? Hello? Hello? The heavens and the earth. So between that, the devil came to spoil everything and destroyed everything. Darkness was upon the earth. Everything became bizarre because when he was rejected from heaven, he wanted to destroy what God has created. But if God had a representative on the earth before he came, he would have fought it. That is why you must not lose any battle. God has put you there to ensure that the devil will not have dominion over the earth. So in Genesis, God just created man. But he did not create man in the first day. He just revived the thing. He just called them. And God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be light. And God, and you see, God said, let there be It existed before time. Let there be, let there be. But when he got to man, he didn't say let there be man. He created, he formed man. But he didn't do that in the first day, second day, third day. On the sixth day, he created so, the spiritual work is not as though you become born again today, everything will be going well with you, you get married, no attack, you get child, you can get married and your womb will be closed. And still, he's the greatest God. Maybe you get married in two years before you get your child. In ten years, you get your child. Yesterday, I read an article, a pastor, he gave birth at the at the 13th year of his marriage. 13. Pastor, Pastor, hey, Prophet Samuel Addison, after 11 years or 12 years of marriage, that was when he had his first child. That was just last year. Prophet Samuel Addison. Stephen Wengam, Assemblies of God, Cedar Mountain. 
it was only two years ago or something that he had the first after over 15 years of marriage. Are you, are you, are you, are you getting mature this morning? So the fact that the marriage is not, the, the baby is not coming, and you'll be worried a little, you'll be down every day for the depression you will go through. But it doesn't change who God is. So it is better for you to begin to conform to the principles and the ways of God so that you can see the glory. Else, I was telling some people, I've been discussing something with some people that nowadays, most young couples, they want to defile their marital bed. You see a married husband, young guy, he wants to have a girlfriend. You see a married girl. It's now common. Young girls, 30 years, 28 35, they want to be sleeping behind their husbands. Why? Because of wrong perception. Before you enter the marriage, you had your own picture. Your own picture. Wrong perception. Focus on your life. Focus on your life. Focus on your life. Wrong perceptions are killing people. This is what I know about marriage. You are wrong. It's a deeper water. If you want to marry because you want to prevent premarital sex, you better you don't marry. I want to marry because I've been on fire. The way things are going, if I'm not careful, I will fornicate. So let me marry. Marriage is not about sex. It's plenty troubles that you must carry for life. So if it's about sex, okay, after the wedding night, after honeymoon, then you start singing life. Only about level. level one time. Only about level. How will you say it in? In, in English, directly. Your face will tear you fast. <laughs> Your eye will shine. It will clear. <laughs> so if because of that, that pastor, you don't know, I'm on heat to the thing, the thing. I've managed for long. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, eh? It's deep. You marry and your wife can't cook. Now, the love level was 100. You saw it, no? You were shocked. It was like a gauge. 60%. And now you have to now begin to learn wisdom to return the 60% to 100%. Because you didn't marry. At counseling, we'll teach you that you didn't marry because of the things the person does for you, you married irrespective of whatever he will do or he will not do for you. You married him because you decided to marry Benjamin with his foolishness, with his wisdom, with his money, with his poverty, with his sickness, with his company of maybe useless friends or good friends, with his background. Of his father being a fetish priest, and oh, you said you decided to marry. Hmm. If you don't focus on your life, you will make very serious mistakes that you never, that you may never recover from. I mean, I heard the acting black star captain asking, "Why is it that Ghanaians have lost interest in the black stars?" It's obvious. Isn't it obvious? They are playing a match today, but nobody is hearing it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Gone were the days like by this time people have their Ghana flag on their why? Why? They made one mistake. They hijacked the emotions of the nation. Three million dollars, or we will not play. And they put the nation under stress. When the economy at that point was seriously being damaged, 
they have to immediately literal money. Three million dollars. If even they divided between 300 people, there is no civil servant who has worked from age 20 and retired as 60 with all his need money put together. Onya have Buddha. So this wound in the heart of Ghanaians. When last do you watch a black star match? You don't even care. But it wasn't like that. 2006, 2010. Even churches were showing football matches in church. You can make one mistake. God will forgive you. You can always restart. But there are certain mistakes when you do. Because you are comparing yourself. I mean, you, you, even drivers. Sometimes you want to compete with a certain driver who has overtaken you. So you are speeding. Before you realize there is some back, back deeper truck ahead of you. If you are not skillful and God doesn't help you, you will die and the person will go. Because you made a mistake. One, comparing yourself. You can die a foolish death. You can have a catastrophic destiny just because you made one silly mistake. Focus on your life. You will meet people who will tell you who will tell you great things they have done with their lives? Who will tell you how long they can pray? How long they can fast? The kind of visions and, and the kind of angelic, and, I mean, some of them can scare you. I can meet some pastors and they want to scare me out of ministry. He said, this morning when I woke up, Jesus came to me. Hey. I mean, when I woke up, I was fighting with somebody in my dream. I thought I'd be somebody. Jesus came to me. I mean, I can listen to some people's message and I just put it off. And I was there and the Lord came to me and took me to heaven. And then the angels, I met Paul, I met this, I met this. And the angels opened a book. Are we going to read Revelations again? I'll put it off. Because if you have to know Revelations, I don't understand. Then you're going to give me another revelation. I beg. You meet people who will let you look like you are not doing anything. And you'll be telling you the things they have done, the things they, and it's like, you, where is your God? Anybody that makes you ask that question, be careful how you listen to him. He will lead you into a bitter heart, an ungrateful heart, an unforgiving heart. People tell you, oh, I can meet people, hey, hmm, some people can start ministry one year. They tell, and, and you know, when I was ministering, there, there is this member God has given me. After the service, the, the, the member said, I have three plots of land and I want to give it to you because I believe it's one year in ministry. I went to preach somewhere and after preaching, I mean, one pastor told me that I went to preach somewhere. After preaching, a woman who brought it four wheel drive, Toyota Highlander, she just came to give him the key. And left. That I was using my Yaris. Then you, you know, I said, Oh, God bless you. That is powerful. Hey, your grace is big. You are blessed. Hey, Apostle General, you are level there. We no catch there. Then I close the case. I'm off. Then you be there. Hey. When did he start? Then you be thinking, Hey, hey, hey. The Bible says you are fool. You hear things. You, you are not married. Your friend that is married with children, they come to tell you, my husband just got the green card. We are going to the U.S. <laughs> oh, the family is going. Oh, can you celebrate with me? Oh, Cynthia, can you? And you're like, you have not been God to you, see. Never compare yourself with anybody. Compare yourself with what? The scriptures. Focus on your race and run. Focus on your race and run. Because God is not going to judge you according to somebody's race. 
nobody was there. I have finished the race. I have fought a good fight. Not a bad fight. A good fight. I have finished. Focus. And run that race. I thank God for their lives. Thank God for their lives. Oh, God is using you for this. Good. God is using you for this. Good. God is using you for this. Good. It's good. God bless you. Your grace is good. Go ahead and use it. I thank God for it, but I will never compare myself with anybody. Amen. God called me to run a particular race. God did not call me to run your race. You have a race to run. Jesus said about John, you know what Jesus said about John the Baptist? He said that amongst all men born by women, there is none greater than this one. But John the Baptist never performed a single miracle. Elijah was there. Elijah was there. The other minor prophets were there. But John the Baptist, the Bible said that amongst all men born by women, he is the greatest. Why? The assignment of John the Baptist was to introduce the Messiah to the people. And he did it. I mean, some people, if it was now, when they will see the, I mean, every day he was baptizing people. And the crowd. And they believed in John the Baptist. Even King Herod. He was afraid of John the Baptist. So when the daughter of Herodias danced. The sister of Herodias. She danced. And he asked asked of the head of John the Baptist. He was worried. He He feared John the Baptist. Because the people knew that he was a just man of God. Even he. Billy Graham doesn't speak in tongues. He has never performed a miracle before. But if you go to America, he is the most celebrated, the most respected man of God. T.D. Jakes is there. Cleflo Dollar is there. All these great men of God are there. Juanita Bynum is there. Bishop Eddie Long is there. I mean, these people are heavy names. So heavy, heavy names in, 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 in America. But when you go to America, the most respected, the most dignified, the most celebrated is the old man, Billy Graham. What did John the Baptist do different? He was faithful. He was faithful. Some of you. Some of us. What you are doing for God. Are you faithful? You do it anyhow. When you want. When you feel like doing it. You do it. When you are in a good mood. Then you can do it. God is watching. And God will pay us according to our works. Faithfulness is the key. Be faithful to the tax. And God knows how to reward faithfulness. God doesn't reward busyness. God rewards faithfulness. So be careful. Do not just be a copycat. I repeat, those who were late, I started with a statement. If you will be a winner in life, you must know that you are unique, you are original, and you are irreplaceable. Therefore, do not just be a copycat. That is why I don't force people to preach the way I preach. No, 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 no. You will die. We are not a cult. You are unique. 
You are different. You are original. There is no Emmanuel Quenu anywhere. You are you. Somebody may have the same name, but it's never like you. That is why you must not be a copycat. And I repeat, we will not just do things as a church because other churches are doing. No, we will not. No matter who will come and tell me, we will not. Unless daddy says it. If daddy doesn't say it, forget. Do not be a copycat. Do not. You are original. There is an agenda. There is something special about your contribution that we need. We don't want you to be like another. We want you. We want what, and if God created you, the Bible said that whatever God created, you look at it and say it was good, it was good, it was good. I mean, there's something good in you that the world is waiting for. Do not feel bad that you, 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 you don't look like others. Do not feel bad that you don't behave like another person. Do not feel so bad that you, you, you have not achieved like another person because you are unique. I mean, I can imagine the tension on John the Baptist. You are baptizing me in the name of somebody. Meanwhile, those who didn't even baptize, they were raising the dead. You have not healed headache before, but he kept when you come, I baptize you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He did. Monotomy. Laboring. In one way. And Jesus said, this man, amongst all men born by women, he is the greatest. There is no other person that can fit your description. <laughs> Hello? Your tongue print, as I told you, is unique. Nobody, no, not even your twin sister, will have it. Why do you think that? Why do you want to look like somebody? You see them plastic surgery and changing the size of their breast, their shape, their nose, their back. They are sick. There's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with them. So the silicone gel will always burst. Something wrong. You're unique. Tell yourself I am unique. And I am original. How many pastors in ICGC have you seen preaching like Dr. Otato? The way Doc. How many of them have been dressing like Doc? I've not seen some. Nobody. I'm yet to see somebody who, who preaches, who dresses every Sunday in three piece? Have you seen some? Because we believe that everybody is unique. Give the Lord a mighty clap of God. Just because somebody, just because something worked for somebody, doesn't mean that it will work for you. If Moses went to Mount Sinai for 40 days without food and water, and you too, you say you are going, you may be there and die, and nothing will happen. Just because somebody finished school and traveled and went outside to work, and now he or she has money, doesn't mean that you, when you go, it will work. God gives us special graces to do what he has called us to do. So, pastor, what are you trying to say? So, eh, we shouldn't look, no, I'm not saying. Either you learn from what you see or you forget about it. You either learn, thank God for the people and forget about it. Don't use it to measure yourself and grade yourself as a failure or inferior. Amen. Amen. I, I, this is what God did to teach me this. 
You know, one day I was there and the pastor in ICGC called me. I didn't even know him. He said some, he was looking for my number and somebody gave to him. And he called. And he said, uh, I have gone ahead of him in ministry. I said, hey, I've gone ahead. And he sees the great work God is using me for. And he really admires my ministry. The, the, the church looks very organized. And I'm really doing well. They have now bought their land. And he wants me to dedicate their land for them. I said, hey, this guy, I haven't bought my land though. Then God told me that I put a grace on everybody that even they themselves, sometimes they don't know. And I went, this is an elderly man, Charlie the car. Did I go with you? Four wheel drive. Drive. And we we, say, Pastor, what do you say? (laughs) Don't compare yourself with anybody. Don't compare your wife with anybody's wife. Don't compare your husband with anybody's husband. You are you, he is he, and the two of you are together. Amen. 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 God gives us special anointings for specific tasks. I mean, during the days of Samson, God wanted a deliverer for Israel. There were many Christians. But God said, no, I want Samson and I'm going to anoint Samson to be the deliverer of Israel. I don't know what, have you discovered what God has called you to do? Have you denied yourself the expressing of God's grace upon your life? All because you want to be like somebody. So you are frustrated you are not happy. You are straining yourself. If you don't take care, you will die. Achieving somebody's vision and not achieving what God has put on your heart. So sometimes, God will lead the pastor and say, oh, you will be in this department. If you know the purpose of the pastor in your life, you will know that God is talking to you. And today, I'm going to teach on the flock of God. It will be very interesting. Can I hear a big amen? Frustrations is a direct product of trying to be a copycat. I mean, when you listen to my preaching, if you, you listen to me every day, you cannot grade me that I preach like this person, I preach like this person. You'll be confused. Today you come, you hear Archbishop. Tomorrow you come, you hear Istanbul. Today you come, you hear Otabel. Today you can hear Pastor Kujo. You, today you come, you say, it's a complex. I'm unique. So somebody else will be somewhere and you'll be preaching and somebody will say, hey, today you are preaching like Pastor Prince. Today you are preaching like Pastor Kujo. Today you are preaching like Otaba. Today you are preaching like Prophet Anon. People have called me and said, hey, you, you, you minister like Prophet Anon. But meanwhile, you two, when I ask you, how do I mean, so you minister like Eastern Abba. You say, ah, how do you, you minister like Otaba? I'm unique. You are unique. Do you, do you get me now? You are unique. And sometimes, the very people you want to copy, you don't know that they tell us what you have. They wish they were you. But you too, you are somewhere, and you're like, we know, you're lying. Onyanka is you. A lot of time, and energy is going to be wasted. If you want to be like somebody. The time you are going to use. The energy you are going to use. To become like somebody. Why don't you use it. To develop your capacity. Your giftings. And your talents. So I worked with Pastor Blessing for 13 years. We have some things in common. Maybe the way we walk. The way we throw our hands when preaching. The way we react to songs, but our messages are not the same. That we were blood brothers, bond, 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 bond. 
Things that nobody will hear from his mouth, I will hear. Things that nobody will hear from my mouth, you will hear. Born, born. But we were, we were. So, when it comes to preaching, the message is some way. It's different. You are unique. Tell somebody I am unique. You will really miss out on what God wants you to do if you continue to copy. Don't try to please everyone. Your responsibility is to please God. Don't try to please everyone. Your responsibility is to please God. And I'm going to explain that because there are some radicals who will take it out of context. Because they are novices, they are immature, they don't understand scripture. It is only God I am pleasing. It is only God I am pleasing. Didn't you hear, Pastor? I, I'm pleasing only God. You cannot instruct me. You cannot correct me. I'm, I will correct that during the main service. If you are going to run your own race, you may not meet everybody's expectation. So focus and people expect you to be some way. The expectations should not determine what you should become. It is what God expects from you is what should be your driving force. Hallelujah. It's what God expects from you. Everybody, I don't have that time. If I have that time to go and lobby, I'll lock myself in the room and play some worship and shadaba and pray and let God come. When God comes, don't have that time. I am not that type that will please you. I don't have that time. I don't. I want to please God. Drive your heart towards pleasing God. And when you please God, God will cause men to love you. They may not like you, but God will make sure that they need you. And they cannot avoid you. I mean, the brothers of David did not like him. The brothers of Joseph did not like him. But because there were people who chased after God, who loved to stay in God's presence, who loved to walk with God, God made sure that he placed them in life, not in the Mary clay, but put them upon a rock where they will be needed by men. Focus on your agenda. You can't be everything to everybody. You, you cannot be everything to everybody. You cannot. You must accept that not everybody will like you no matter what you do. I want you to write that one now. That one is heavy. Not everybody will like you no matter what you do. And I can tell you, husbands and wives, your spouse has a certain expectation in his head that you have never met before. But because of agape love and the covenant, he is still there. You can never meet the expectation of everybody. You can't. Forget it. If you try it, you will die. Hallelujah. Not everybody will agree with you in life. Write it down. Not everybody will agree with you in life. Not everybody. I'm closing. It means if you want to be a copycat, listen to this. You will try to make all sorts of friends invade your life. You can't tell the weed smoker it is not good to smoke weed. You can't tell the arm robber it is not good to arm rob. You can't tell the fornicator. You, and now when you say it, they say you are judging. Sin is sin. We are just mentioning what scripture has said. It is wrong. And it is wrong. If you are dating somebody and you are sleeping with the person, it is wrong. It is wrong. It's not judging. The devil wants to use that so that preachers can say what they must say. We will say it. It is wrong. You try to invite
invite all kinds of people into your life because you don't know where you are going. You're a basketball player. All your friends are, are, are long tennis ball players. Because you want to please them. You are a holy man. All your friends are sinners. Lot, having a good heart, pure heart, righteous man, his soul was versed because of the people that surrounded him. You are a righteous man and you are following people who are trying to sin. You are not trying to be righteous. You are righteous. But you have surrounded yourself with people who are sinners. So gradually, you will begin to have sinable tendencies. If there is a word like that. But you must know that not everyone around you can be and must be a friend. Oh, you can be around me. You can be a church member and not be a daughter or a son. That is why I don't do Father's Day here. Because you know your sons and your daughters. Don't you know your father? You know your father. Your father knows you. On Father's Day, what do you do? You call, you send him some gifts. Does he organize something for you to, to, to come and give him? But his birthday, he does birthday and you go and give him. That is why I don't believe in Father's Day celebration. Because not all, everybody in church sees you as a father. Some too, not everybody that comes to church has come to add to the church. They have been sent to siphon information, to break the church. So you cannot say that everybody is your son and your daughter. Not everybody at your workplace must enter into your circle. Are you, are you okay with the message? No, this one is leaders' factory, so it's hard. It's hard. It's pure wisdom I'm pumping into your head. Not every classmate is a friend. Not every pastor is my friend. You're a colleague. You're a fellow laborer in the ministry. I give you that honor. I give you that respect. I give you all that honor. Man of God, anointed of the most high. But you can't be, you can't know my life. You can't know my family. Because some of the people around you, they're around you because of what they get. Some of the people around us as pastors, we know amongst you that the day you finish your university and get job, we may not see you again. Some of you, you just want pastor to marry you. And when we marry you, you show us. So we know that not everybody is a son or a daughter. We know. And you have to know yourself that not everybody that comes into your life can be a friend. Because a friend, a brother is born out of adversity. Some of them, when you fall in trouble, and you go to them, they will deny their friendship, their friendship with you. Look at Peter. By his prophecy saved him. That is why you must be in church every day, so that prophetic words can save you. Jesus picked it up. Was it, it hasn't happened yet. But Peter denied that he knew Jesus. There are some people around you, the day you fall into trouble, and the whole world is pointing their fingers at you, you will be shocked that they will also point their fingers and deny you. Not everybody around you is a friend. You must know and select. You don't allow everybody to make himself a friend of you. One day somebody called me. Let me end with this so that we can worship a little. June is going to be full of teachings, pure word. Because so somebody called me and was like, um, are you Pastor Prince? I said, who is speaking? So I identified. Who is speaking? He said, oh, oh, one of your covenant brothers gave me your number. And I said, who are you? Who gave you my number? And he mentions a man of God's name. 
I don't know the person. Just because that person is a friend to me, the person said, no, he's, he's a covenant brother. I said, excuse me, reverend, pastor, prophet, your title. I don't know of any covenant brother. That one is dead. I don't know. Who is that? He said, oh, um, 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 friend. I said, I don't know him. Your friend's friend is not your friend. He can be your enemy. That is why your enemy can still be my friend. The fact that you are fighting with the person doesn't mean that me too, I should go and fight. That is why you should not go and fight your parents' fight. Your parent is not talking to, your mother is not talking to her brother. So you are also fighting with the brother's children. Your mother will die and leave you. Your uncle too will die. But that generation, the two of you will still be in the system and go and follow your dead mother. Because one of them may be in a position that you will need, but your mother is dead and gone and laid a very bad foundation for you. When you are a child, you can follow them. But when you begin to think, you must let them know that maturity has come. The fact that you are fighting your fight. I don't disrespect you, but I'll tell you, when you die and go, your sister, your samai, your sister, wami, no go fee help me. Your sister, wami. I have to relate. Somebody said that stop speaking in tongues if you cannot speak to men. People come to church and they can speak graduate, PhD, master's talk. Gudu vagadas. Devele kudahas. Teles kadibohosa. But they are not even talking to their wives. They did not talk to their wives before coming to church. And they will lift their hands. He kudi aduas kiba adias. Hey, Jesus. You did not talk to man. Why do you think you are talking to God? Do not allow the precious. I end with this statement. And about friendship, which is very critical, I have to say it. Anybody who cannot rebuke you when you are going wrong cannot be your friend. Don't run away from people who can who rebuke you. Whether you are a bad person, the BI is seeing bad. No, don't run. You need them. In fact, human resource management will teach you that when you are constituting, you are forming a committee. Eh? You should not select only people who love you. Sometimes put somebody who is critical inside. Because what the person will see will change the dynamics of your success. So don't only choose people who hail you. Hey, hail, hey, hey, king of kings. Hey, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Don't be like a certain politician. They will hail you. Hey, plenty crowd. The results will come and you'll be shocked. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. They say crucify him. They exchange him for a thief. They say, give us the arm robber and take the savior and kill him. Anybody who cannot look into your face and tell you, my brother, what you are doing is wrong. Stop it. Stop. You are deceiving everybody. You are deceiving pastor. Stop it. If the person can rebuke you and he is contributing, oh, Charlie, Charlie, guy, we went here, we went here and he shot at me. One kid. Hey! Now, Michelle, eh? such a friend. Such a di- divorce and divide your destiny from that person. Lastly, do not allow the pressures, the demands, and expectations of people stop you from doing what you know God has called you to do. Do not allow pressure. People marry out of pressure. Hey, who then you go and fall in a monster's hand. And the mistake, and the most annoying thing is that when you go back to them, they say, oh, we can't go for the drink. You follow their pressures and their expectations and you fell into a soup. You have never been able to come out. Close your eyes and pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Some start from the middle. 
Some will start from the bottom. Some, start, some will may even start from the top. Jesus and us. Jesus had to die on the cross. We are not supposed to die on the cross. So if God has called you, maybe you must carry a certain cross. But others are just enjoying the cross that somebody has already carried. Do not compare yourself. Oh Jesus. Let wisdom, wisdom, this wisdom stay with us. That we will not cut short our destinies. That we will not remain ungrateful for the things we expect to be done which have already been done. Help us, help us, help us. Kabala doze. Blendelebe adima da branda kataya malo sabrakata. In the name of Jesus. I want you to put your hand on your heart as I say this prayer for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. We pray that this wisdom will stay with us. We will not compare ourselves with others as individuals, as couples as families, and even as a church, we will not. Give us the grace so that we can work closely with you. From this day onwards, we pray that anything that troubles our heart, any weapon of comparison the enemy has been using to steal away our joy, today, we pray that it is removed forever from our hearts. In the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering.